0: Hello, oh, hello. Happy Sunday. Welcome back to Verifiable Randomness. This episode of Verifiable Randomness is brought to you by the Daily Mini. The Daily Mini is a small mini crossword puzzle that you can you, you do for free every day with the New York Times crossword app. Now, I love it every morning. I love doing it. It is a highlight of my morning I like to think how fast I can accomplish it as a proxy for how well I slept. I don't actually think that's true. There's too much variability in if I just happen to know uh, the answers very quickly. But I do find that the daily mini is a quick way to start your morning with some brain training and brain training is a topic I've covered for the last couple of days. Look, I don't maybe the science says it's all nonsense, but I like to think, The way crosswords are devised, that it does help synapses connect and fire in different ways than it normally would. The reason I really recommend these minis is because, like, some of them, if I'm on fire and I know it, I can get them done in less than 30 seconds. Uh, So it's a really nice way to step into crossword puzzles uh, without the intimidation of the larger ones. Now, um, I'm like, my mom has always been doing the big ones. Big crossword puzzles. Since I've been a kid, I actually don't necessarily enjoy those. I find them actually they can be quite difficult. Um, but minis, I really do enjoy. And there's also something called a midi, which is like a medium sized. Those are great too. I, I do enjoy those, and sometimes those pop up. An interesting thing is that I've done a few different crossword. Oh, by the way, on an iPad, the crosswords are amazing it's like crosswords were made for an iPad because you can check you can get hints for letters um, and sometimes you can fill out a crossword and it might be wrong and so I, when you check it in, in the app, like you actually know if you got it correct, so I don't even know how people with pen and pencil did crosswords accurately it's almost like they actually never knew if they were correct um, so I just love it on on an iPad, something very interesting is I guess, like any skill, for whatever, you know, the New York Times hires the best crossword editors. Uh, I've done other crosswords through other apps, but consistently, the crosswords are just better than the New York Times app. And it's almost like they know the right mix of difficulty in the same puzzle, they know the right mix of cleverness, um, and they're just much more enjoyable. I see. Uh, it just seems like it. It's just interesting how someone can get so fine-tuned and become such a great crossword editor, crossword maker. It's it's pretty interesting. Um, the other thing I really enjoy about crosswords, especially the bigger ones, is you can go through and not know so many of the answers or the, the answers to the clues, but as you build up more and more answers, you as you cycle through, you start to get more and more, and it's very interesting, and your brain... You know, it might have no idea what it is when there's no letters filled up, but you add a couple letters, your brain's like, oh, I can fill in the blank, and then you cycle through until you get it done. Um, And it's really nice. And I just think it's a fun way to start the day. I'm a huge fan of the Daily Mini. If they came out with a Daily MIDI, I would pay for it. The Daily Mini's free. The full-size crosswords you have to subscribe to pay for. If they did a Daily MIDI, a medium-sized one, I would absolutely... Uh, pay for that, no doubt, but right now it just seems like on the app they have um, the mini and the large ones, and they actually do have, it's almost like a marketplace for, I guess, verified crossword puzzle people. You can buy their packs, um, which I guess is something I could consider too. But if there was just a daily MIDI, the medium-sized one, I would definitely do it. It's a huge fan, was never into crosswords before I started getting into it uh, on the iPad and and really like it. Um it's a Sunday episode it'll be shorter. What I wanted to talk about today is something I've been working on and that is following people on Twitter that I don't usually agree with them. Now the interesting thing is when you follow somebody on Twitter you you don't think you'll ever agree with, you know, 10 to 20% of the time they do say something I agree with. So it kind of forces me to realize I don't complete there's no such thing as I disagree one hundred percent with everything you say, but the hard, the difficult part is eighty percent of the time, I mean, I vehemently disagree with what they're saying. and it's it's uncomfortable to read what they write. I mean, I sometimes it it makes my skin crawl. and so and I'll go through and all and follow them. But what I realize is you know filter bubbles are real on both sides, and I really want to understand. Uh, how another side is thinking. And what's interesting is this happened today. I saw something from somebody I usually disagree with and I agreed with them. But the problem is they apply that logic when it suits their politics, but they won't apply the same logic when it suits the other side. So I'll give you the example. It was basically um, someone pointing out that something wasn't actually news. And I agree with them. I agree with them. This thing wasn't actually news, but that person's not going to apply the same logic when it's done to the other side of the spectrum, the other political party. Um, So, you know, I don't, I, I think that forcing myself to listen to people I don't agree with is helpful to help my brain understand the world, helpful to overcome my own biases. But I, I actually think the most important thing is over time, My reaction to what someone else writes that I disagree with isn't, it's not like, it used to be my blood pressure would spike, I'd get angry. Uh, That that doesn't happen so much anymore. I usually can deal with it in, I think, a much more healthy way, a much more cathartic way. Um, And as just an aside, I I read an interesting critique of Facebook. And um, this person, I believe it, uh, someone who used to work with Steve Jobs. Um, She said, you know, Facebook is so addictive because it peddles in anger. And anger is very addictive. It's just just an interesting thing to to think about. Anger is an addictive substance. And Facebook is so addictive because it peddles in anger. I've just never thought, I mean, it makes sense to me. I've never thought of it like that. I definitely have thought of a lot of social media as digital heroin. uh, But the people aren't even aware they're addicted to something. Uh, So very interesting. Um, But yeah, so you know, I highly recommend people try to understand opposing viewpoints. It's nice to see you don't disagree with everything they say. Um, And I think it's nice to work on hearing different points of view. And look, maybe that other person doesn't change, but I like to think, and I can't prove this, but I like to think it's making me a more humble, thoughtful thinker and how I understand the world and how I engage with other people. So that's it. Happy Sunday. Hope everyone's enjoying the weather wherever they're at and have fun out there.